Hey everyone, welcome back to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hello, Garrett. What is your background? I thought I'd do like a hello, Johnny, like old Ed McMahon used to do on The Tonight Show. For those old enough to remember. Do it again. Hello, Garrett. Something like that. Oh, hello, Robbie. (laughs) Okay, we got that out of the way. Now let's talk about your background. What is going on? That's the Tonight Show theme. I was just doing that. That is my background. Is uh, the Delta Flyer. It's a uh, like a a breakdown, uh, I guess, a cross section. Look at you, dude! I felt so inadequate, Delta. so I'm gonna put the Delta Flyer on mine too. Look there at you, you the Delta Flyer. Delta Flyer. It's all about, the, and we got our Delta Flyers Delta podcast Flyer. hats on today. Are you wearing? Your, well, you always wear, wear the hat. Yeah, I wear this hat all the time. I rep this thing everywhere. I uh, just started filming about a week and a half ago on Turner and Hooch. I'm directing this uh, second episode of the new Mm -hmm. series. Josh Peck is the star, who's a Mm. big social media and podcast um, personality. He had a podcast called Curious with Josh Peck that was, you know, millions and millions of downloads. And so he asked me about the hat and I... uh, I started uh, sharing our little growing, ever-growing podcast details with him. I mean, uh, I I was really excited to share with him all the things we're doing. Um, The community that we're building, the the Patreon group, our our Facebook uh, group, our, our, uh, what's the other thing that we... Discord. Discord, all the the, uh, uh, groups that are connecting and the people that are connecting. Um, you know, like Stephanie Baker, our good friend up in Seattle, who's part mm. of our uh, our Delta Flyers family, and she's she was planning to go to a convention this year for the first time in her life, and uh, with with COVID was unable to do that. And this our Delta Flyers community has really been uh, a great way for her to get to know the Star Trek fandom and the Voyager family uh, specifically, and. Um, you know, I'm just really proud of it. Really excited for what we're doing. So, yeah, yeah. Stephanie Baker had all these plans um, to go out to Las Vegas and and yeah. you know see the twentieth, twenty fifth, twenty fifth, twenty fifth. I know the twenty fifth. First thing I go is your memory. You're right. And so then she decided that this was a good investment of her uh, time and money by joining the Patreon Delta Flyers family, which is so wonderful. We thank her so much. She's part of the uh, Admirals tier. So she's at the tippy top of these subscribers. So we're very thankful for that. Well, yeah, most um, of our people are in at like three bucks or five bucks a month and yes, getting all yes. kinds of great opportunities. So, um, but mostly I'm just excited about for me, as you know, I've, I've kind of went off on my directing and producing career for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this has been, this, this pandemic and this podcast coming out of that has honestly been such a great way for me to, to kind of reconnect with my roots on, on Voyager yeah. and Star Trek yeah. and reconnect with our friends and our castmates, getting them on some bonus interviews and uh, content and, and recaps and all kinds of things. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Can I do a little show and tell here? Yeah, this is a gift. This is a gift from one of our Patreon patron subscribers. Andrea Ross sent me this. Oh my gosh. 
And as you can see, this says, he was like no other, hair straight and raven black, eyes bright with fierce fire, the burning gaze of a hero. These are the lines that were spoken during the episode where the doctor yeah, ends heroes up and in, demons. Uh, yeah, in Heroes and Demons. And the doctor comes across this um, beautiful Viking uh, shield maiden, and she describes Harry Kim as these <laughs> letters. So... <laughs> So thank you, Andrea Ross, for Andrea. That's amazing. It's really cool. Unfortunately, the T and H are kind of coming off a little bit. Um, I'm going to try to glue those back on. And I was going to wear it. Yeah, but I wanted to show people. She chose the same colors that the Detroit Lions seem to go with. The blue, that sort of Detroit blue with the silver. One of my favorite teams. There you go. There you go. Yes. Um, so that's show and tell for today. I that's very Andrew. cool. Andrea, that is such a sweet, everybody uh, in this community is so sweet and uh, getting to, to know new people and mm. make new friendships has been, uh, has been awesome. That's, that's such a great gift. And that was such a great episode. That recap episode was so much fun to do. Yes, it was. Yeah. And speaking of episodes this yes. week, well, guess what? We're recapping one of the most famous Tom Paris episodes ever. I am so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so, I've been looking forward to this for weeks, if not months, because, you know, this episode Threshold is arguably the most hated slash controversial episodes ever made in Star Trek. It's one of the top 10, I'm sure, of all time hated controversial episodes. And, uh, and I've always been a bit defensive of this episode because I I remember having a great time making this episode. I got to, as an actor, I got to act like chew the scenery and go big. And I remember looking at Elephant Man, the movie. It was a play that I always loved. I saw as a, as a teenager. I, I felt like this is Tom Paris's Elephant Man episode. Like he's turning mm. into this, uh, you know, everybody thinks they're they're scared of him, and 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 he they they think he's so scary and ugly, and but he thinks he's uh, he's uh, you know evolved, and yeah, I don't know. I just had a great time making it, but boy, is it it pushes people's buttons when it comes up at conventions. Yes, it does. It yes, does. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it's it's one of the top. I don't I don't even think that it's in the top ten worst episodes of all time trek I, I don't i don't put that there so i'm gonna i'm gonna side with you i'm gonna i'm gonna put it outside of the top 10 worst episodes come on now and i really do feel like it has it has to do with the fact that that final shot yes. of, <laughs> of you as a lizard or salamander of janeway as a salamander going into the swamp and then the little lizard salamander babies that you guys had for yeah. i think that shot is what makes everyone go like Ugh. that's the right, only so, thing I mean, so if, if you haven't seen that... threshold go watch threshold go watch and threshold. Right, right at the end pause it to and turn it off just, before yes, the last scene never watch the ending uh, scene and then you'll be good just turn it <laughs> off <Yeah. laughs> and then you'll be good um all right so let's let's go watch this and i can't uh, wait to i can't wait to rewatch it and yeah. uh and also i just want to mention before we go back and watch the episode and come back mm -hmm. for a recap at the end of our recap we're gonna um talk about some contests we have coming up we've got some giveaways and uh th that's going to be a lot of fun we're, we're going to start yeah. having some contests as part yeah. of the delta flyers so stay tuned at the end of the recap for that information 
and uh, let's go watch some salamanders. Sounds good. Hey guys, we are back from watching Threshold. Threshold. The most controversial episode of Voyager ever. At least for I mean, me at conventions, I gotta say. Okay. It comes up all the time. It does. But I'm gonna say right now, as bad as we were talking, you know, the reputation of this episode, after watching it, I really yeah. liked it. I, I'm what? not like, yes, I know. It's crazy. I, it's funny because I, I, I always defended at the conventions. People are like, yeah. oh, how do yeah. you feel about, you know, being the star of the worst episode of and I'm always like, it's not that bad. Like, and and then I watched it. I was like, I don't know. I see. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. Yeah. But I still will say I, I do defend like I thought uh, Tom Paris's writing and what I was given to do was really fun for me as an actor. Definitely. As an actor, this is the most that you've had to do. In yes. any episode up until this episode, Absolutely, right? yeah. By this far. By far. Yeah, because let's face it, we're used to, yes, ma'am, you, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, and exactly. uh, you heading here, you know, and that's it. Hi, Captain. It's it's bridge stuff, random stuff with Delaney's sister, whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, not Delaney's sisters, but, you know, we're talking about this and that and just kind of being buddy-buddy, but like now. Like B-story, C-story, D-story yeah. kind of stuff. All sometimes appetizers. Even, yeah, I, sometimes I don't even come into episodes Paris didn't come into episodes until 30 minutes in. And this time I, I was I was given an opportunity as an actor yeah. to yeah. really do a lot of operatic things, you know, I mean, really big emotions. And uh, so on that on that score, I was very happy to rewatch it and and very uh, um, surprised. I did not, rem you know, even though this comes up at every convention, I hadn't seen it in, since it was made so i don't think so i i had twisted stories around in my head of like what it was about and what happened and so it was really fascinating to to look at it again and see what it really was um yeah so that definitely was, that was fine let's begin as we always do with our synopsis mm -hmm. you have a limerick i have a haiku okay here's my limerick let me find it down here a uh, limerick for Threshold, season two, Star Trek Voyager. Tom went faster than 10. His tongue fell out, and then he kidnapped Jane Way, made sweet, sweet love the same day, then had some lizard baby children. <laughs> I didn't quite find the rhyme at the end. Tom went faster than 10, his tongue fell out, and then he kidnapped Janeway, made sweet, sweet love the same day, and then had some baby, lizard baby children. I don't know. It's, yeah, know. I like it, and I'm going to say this. From now on, when I meet someone on the plane, I'm going to say, yeah. so do you have any children? I'm going to pronounce children. children, children as well. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes okay, you got to force it to get you the gotta... rhyme and the limerick. You know, you got to... You do. You know, I still want to do the uh, Thomas Eugene Paris in the Alexander Hamilton song. I, I still want to do that. Like we no, talked about fun. that a while ago, but yeah. to change the lyrics, you know, Alexander Hamilton, Thomas Eugene Paris, it could still fit. So yeah, um, you got to, right? <laughs> you gotta squeeze it a little. Yeah, you just squeeze it in. That's what you did. Children, Paris. Children. So, 
Give me a haiku. Hit me with a haiku. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you with a haiku right now. Paris breaks warp ten, morphs into a new life form, mates with the captain. It's the same theme as my limerick. It is. It's the same beats, short and sweet. Sweet. It's all about breaking the barrier and then having some babies. It is. That's story really by what Michael life's about, right? Yes, it is. Story by Michael DeLuca. Teleplay by Brandon Braga. Directed by Alex Singer. I don't remember Alex directing this, but... Um, I didn't remember who directed it either. I had to go back because I missed the credits. And I yeah. got 10 minutes in and I was like, wait, I got to go back. Who directed yeah. this again? <laughs> um, Alex Singer directed it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because Alex, who I adored, uh, very old school director, very kind of simple and straightforward. And I felt as I watched the episode, like, it was pretty simple and straightforward in, the, in its direction. Camera mm-hmm. didn't move a whole lot. You know, it felt a, a little, I wouldn't say old fashioned, but classic. Like there was nothing edgy about the direction. There was no extremely tight shots or horror movie moments or mm-hmm. stylish camera. It was just, it was very simple. Very straightforward. Straightforward, right? let the actors, you know, say the words and tell the story. So um, hmm. yeah, but I loved Alex. He was such a sweet, sweet man. Great energy to have on set. Right. Well, since you're talking about Alex and the directing style, there there was one point when you actually break the threshold, you break the warp 10 barrier. Yeah. And I'm in the bridge and I go, yes. And that yes that I have, the lighting on me is completely different from all my other close-ups on the bridge. Wow. Like before and after. And I thought, was that second unit? Did I go yes so vigorously that they were like, uh, that's way too emotional. You know, you oh, put way too much into that. And I'm wondering if, if that was- they shot a- it on another day yes, or did it pick they up? Shot it, yeah, because so. yeah, I did get memos. I remember the first and part of the second season. I do remember getting a few memos saying, you need to reshoot this in second with second unit. You put yeah. too much emotion into it. So maybe, I don't know if that was one of the scenes or not, but I do notice there was a weirdness or it wasn't you know, the same lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene in the mess hall in the very beginning, Paris, Torres, Neelix joins in on the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and well, he's... Can, can I, before we get to the mess hall, go to the very yeah. first scene where Paris is in a shuttle. He's trying yes. to fly and break the warp barrier. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden things white out and you think, oh my God, he's dying. And right. then it cuts to the holodeck. There you yeah. and Balana are. Yeah. And it pans over slowly. And there's... Paris sitting on the floor of the holodeck. Right. He crashed the program, obviously. Yeah. But my question is, how did I end up in that very kind of odd seated position? <laughs> if the thing crashed and blew up, I'm just sitting there with my knee up and my arm on my knee. I'm like, you know, maybe I should have been like you, laying down you or, been... like, or recovering from the crash or something. I'm just sort of casually <laughs> sitting on the floor. <laughs> you know, are you doing a do-over right now? Are you trying to tell me that you should have been more? you should have been more like a wily coyote, sort of like you know, you should have been spl- like splayed across with something. Like you know, face- as it panned over, it should have been like yes, rolling over or something. But yeah. instead, I was just yeah. sort of sitting there, like I guess that didn't work. I don't know. Yeah, I was, think if uh, you were just face planted onto the, you know, if you were just. Just lying yeah. just on your stomach with your hands out and your legs in, in wild been, positions. It might have been, been funnier. It might yeah. have been, yeah. Yeah. Or if you were if you were thrown up against a corner of the holodeck, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you're like in some corner all in a crumbled mess. So that would have yeah. been, but you were very, you were very relaxed and posed. Like you were, 
doing a shoot for a magazine or something. I don't know how they let me get away with that. Or (laughs) who chose that casual position? Anyway, you were talking about the mess hall. So, you know, yeah, this is a mess hall, you know, and I, I gotta be honest. I, the first time I watched this, I actually watched this episode twice. And the first time I watched it, I could not focus on the scene because I kept staring at your hair and my hair. <laughs> your hair in the front, the little whoop, looked exactly like the original Hawaii Five O. Remember Hawaii Five O when we yeah. were kids? That one, yeah. not the new, not the new crappy one. The new, the the new ones, the, but the, the old original. original one. Yeah. The intro scene to it, you always see that wave. You know that, ah. da, 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 and it was that wave in the ocean, and that's what the Hawaii Five O hair. You're the Hawaii Five O wave on your hair, okay. and mine was so poofy. It, and it was just so, it looked like a, a piece of pastry or a crisscross bun is what I, my hair looked like. And it was very, very distracting for me. And it took me a few yeah, viewings to watch this. I um, didn't really, I did notice some inconsistencies with hair in this episode yeah. all around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at one point your sideburns, did you notice they curled yeah. at one point? Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Well, so, my sideburns, as we've said before, my sideburns were little miniature wigs. I didn't grow sideburns, and so they had these little sideburns Correct. that they would place on the side yeah. in the triangle. That's right. That I, that was right. My, the biggest part of my makeup every day was getting the sideburns put the on. The burns put on. Glued yeah. on, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that Neelix, you know, Harry, it's a team effort going on, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. love when our show, when characters are working in teams and, and yeah. all the characters are involved. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought Neelix coming over and we're all sort of making fun of him. Yeah. And then uh, he ends up being the one who cracks it. He's the yeah. one that talks about the, uh, he talks about the, what was it? A dark matter, a dark matter bow wave um, mm-hmm. that he had experienced. Dark matter bow movement? No, just bowel <laughs> movement, yes. Neelix uh, is the genius here because he talks about the dark matter bow wave yeah. That leads Paris to go, aha, wait a minute. The ship is actually being torn from the nacelles. The nacelles aren't being torn from the ship. And right. Paris even says, Neelix, you're a genius. Yes. Um, yes. Now, he doesn't, did you notice his reaction to me was very defensive? But his reaction to you being a bit dismissive <laughs> of him, he's actually very nice to you. But to me, he's like, I'll have you know, I was an engineer, blah, blah, blah. But then oh, to he? you, he was like... He was well, like, oh, okay. So, but Belana kind of, Belana, when she's leaving, she kind of gets a little attitude, like, sure, go tell the idiot about it. You know, right, so he's right. he's picking up on everybody's kind of dismissing yeah. him. Yeah. Um, it's very funny how once we get the uh, info from Neelix and discover the solution, we just yeah. run out of there. We don't even tell Torres. We leave her. We leave <laughs> Torres. In a mess hall. And yeah. by the way, you know what we missed out on? Yeah. After Neelix says the dark matter bow wave and we start you and I start ping-ponging back and forth. Well, yeah. what about this? And what about that? And what about this? Warp particles. Warp particles. Yes, we, we should have did that. We oh. could have had a warp particles moment. God dang it. I know. That, Missed opportunity. That was our warp particles moment, but we didn't say it like that. Though. Yeah, we needed to. I wish we had said it. <sighs> that would have been cute. There is a there is comedy in this one, though. I there think. is. Now, I want to bring up your pronunciation of nacelle. You just said nacelle just now. But in the episode, you say nacelles. Nacelles. Don't say nacelle. You say nacelles. And now I bring that up because it's, it's important. I think that this is, this is a turning point for your character because nacelles, you're pronouncing it the way Balana says her name, Balana. So it's uh-huh. sort of like this is the beginning of the Paris-Torres uh-huh. connection. I felt the same you know? way. 
I feel like she she comes into sick bay. You don't come into sick bay to check on me. No. She comes into sick bay. She comes into sick bay. Yeah. Where the hell is Harry, by the way? I don't know what happened. I don't either. It's just so my best buddy. Not around when I turn into a lizard. No. Just disappears. Just um yeah. So uh I also forgot until rewatching this episode that the reason the at least early on, the reason that Tom Paris is trying and the team with Harry and Bellana are trying to break the warp 10 barrier is so that we can get home faster. That that completely all these years slipped my head, you know, slipped my yeah. mind. Yeah. I was like, in my memory, it was like, oh, this is just a Paris ego trip trying to break the warp 10 barrier. But the reason we're all so involved and the and the captain is willing to risk things is it yeah. could mean breaking that warp 10 barrier gets us out of the Delta Quadrant and back home yeah. much, much faster. So I, yeah. that was a, a detail I'd forgotten. Right. Well, that's one of the reasons. But the, in this episode, we learned that the other reason is really you wanted to show your father that you yes. had done something with your yeah. life. I think that gets revealed. The character, the character's motivation gets revealed, but it's not the 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 plot point at this early on is we're doing this to try to to try Correct. to get home faster. Correct. Um, and I, I think that we should use this as our terminology. Um breaking the trans crossing the trans warp threshold or breaking the trans warp threshold. Yeah. And we could, we could use this when we talk about any characters that are giving extra 110% or something like, Oh yep. Neelix broke the trans warp threshold. This, this is something that I we think could it's good in our, I think podcast. everyone should be using this expression. In Whenever life, someone breaks through yeah. to some yeah. new skill, you know, you're, yeah. you're working out and you're trying to run the, you know, break the 10 yeah. minute mile or whatever. It's like you yeah. broke through the trans warp threshold. Yeah. 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 I think so. Like I, I just read some, it. yeah, I just read some human interest story that, uh, oh my gosh, uh, who's Mark Wahlberg's older brother? Uh, Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. Donnie. The one that's married to uh, the blonde. Uh, Jenny. Ex- yeah. Jenny yep. McCarthy. Yeah. He tipped a waitress $2,020 on a $65 bill at a IHOP or something like that. Wow. And so he's like the hashtag 2020 tip challenge. So, uh, so he, because it's 2020 being such a crappy year, he's right. tipping these waitresses $2,020. So wow. in that regard, if we're talking about what we just talked about, he broke the trans warp threshold. On yes, tipping. he did <laughs> with the IHOP tips. Yes, he did. Unbelievable. Um, I also, um, uh, didn't remember this, but in rewatching that we had found a new form of dilithium in an asteroid field, asteroid field that we surveyed last month. That's why this breaking the transwarp threshold is a possibility for the first yeah. time because of this yeah. new form of dilithium. So yeah, because it it it, it will continue to hold its it, it will it will it will be stable at higher speeds. This yeah. new dilithium that we find, yeah, and I didn't remember that either. I didn't remember it. So the next scene, uh, we go into uh, the briefing room where the, our team, Harry Ballon and, and Tom, are pitching to the captain, like, like uh, you know, let's do this. I thought that scene was so cheesy when, when really? Janeway goes, you know, you'll be like Neil Armstrong and Orville Wright and <laughs> Zephram Cochran and Tom Perry. It was... It was super cheese. It was it was wow. rocket sauce super cheese to me. I thought that scene 
and I don't know if it was our performances, all of us, you know, I, I like the sound of that. It was one of my huh. lines or something. I thought Janeway's was, sometimes she, you know, Kate was given some speeches that are not how people talk. It's very formal and, and that one to me was one of those examples of like, I wish we could have just had a simpler version that didn't have to feel like such a speech in there. I don't know. Wow. That, that felt a little cheesy to me. So you're ordering a side of cheese with that briefing room scene. Yes, I am. <laughs> a double cheese. Double <laughs> double side cheese. of cheese with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't get that, but all right. I can see how you feel that way though. All right. It felt very speechy. You yeah. know, it's it's like if if characters are gonna have speechifying, then there should be some emotional connection behind it. And I just didn't feel like there was much of that. It was all mm -hmm. very speechifying in that, okay. in that scene. Spe we were speechifying about, you know, breaking the threshold and thing. We were speechifying about science and then she was speechifying about history and it just yeah. all became speechified. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, you find Tom in a bathrobe. Let's talk <laughs> about that for a minute. First time ever first, seeing first. Tom Paris in a bathrobe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe because I'm not a bathrobe person. Like even yeah. when I go to a, like a nice hotel and there's maybe a bathrobe there, I just never, it, bathrobes are not my thing. Right. Like, I don't know why. Part, part, yeah. part of it could be I'm a little taller. I'm, you know, almost six one. I'm a little taller. And whenever I put on a bathrobe, it always feels short. <laughs> it's never long enough. So I feel like I'm wearing like a mini skirt or something. I don't know. Okay. I'm just not a bathrobe guy. So I wish I wasn't wearing I, a bathrobe in that scene. I, I think they gave you an extra large bathrobe. It looked like a pretty it, big bathrobe. It, it covered a, a big, lot. It covered a lot. It was a big bathrobe. Yeah. I just don't understand why Tom Paris had to be in a bathrobe. What the hell was he doing before she walked in <laughs> that required a bathrobe? <laughs> I, and, and let's just uh, leave it at that. I don't even want to know what he might have been doing. Do you and think she you walked were, right was... in, by the way. <laughs> she just walked in. Like, who knows? I could have been, who knows what, what I could have been doing in a bathrobe. Okay. Don't go there. Don't go yeah. there. Do you yeah. think that they had you as shirtless and you told them, I'm not going to be shirtless. I'm going to, I need something on. They gave you a bathrobe. Do you Maybe. remember that? I never okay. liked being shirtless. I just was not my thing. But right. I think, well, I feel like back at that point in the show, they were making me work out. So I felt like I was in, I was certainly yeah. younger and, and more in, in shape than in I shape. am now. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, I well, uh, don't know. You, this is the first time that we see your chest hair. Aha. Uh -huh. Did you well, notice that? I did notice that. <laughs> Showing some skin in a bathrobe. All I could think about is why is he in a bathrobe? Well, you know, what we do know is you have good chest hair. It's not that really just Chewbacca chest hair. You don't have that. It's, no, it's, it's just a, it's a little, it's a nice little touch. Just enough to show that you're a man. You okay. Know? Just like, okay. It's kind of like my beard right now. It's like yeah, just it's like enough that. beard <laughs> to show I, I'm not all estrogen. Okay. So and then, the first time, I, sorry, just to stay in that scene, the first time that I watched, I told you I've watched it twice. The first yeah. time I watched it, I felt that there were some weird romantic undertones in that, in that scene, especially when she when you're like, please, please, Captain. And she's like, good luck. 
at the very end. It was just so much. Like she gets up to about she's going to kiss you. But then the second time I watched it, I didn't see any of that. It was really weird. Like that's the thing about these episodes. Like sometimes you see one angle of it. Other times you don't see it at all. So did you feel that? Did you? I no? didn't feel as much um, as I watched it that the characters were romantically connecting. I did feel like, again, the, my favorite thing about my memory of this episode and the rewatch was they, the writers gave Tom Paris a lot of vulnerability, a lot of levels, a lot of range. I thought in this scene, there, was, there were elements of frustration and anger that this opportunity was going to be taken away from him. By the way, mm-hmm. she says in that scene, um, you know, I, I think Harry should pilot this. Yeah. And Paris goes, yeah, Harry can do it, but I need to do it. I want to do it. And, yeah. But I thought it was interesting that, that um, you know, that they were, that you were the number two guy to pilot the warp, you know, you could have broken yeah. the warp 10 barrier, which I thought yeah. was very interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked yeah. the scene from a, a character point of view. As I, I liked this whole episode, there was a lot of, backstory to tom and and a lot of detail and kind of it was a turning point i think this and episode, i think maybe the first time that you've had a tinge of jealousy towards harry once she made the announcement that i would be doing that flight you're kind of mm-hmm. like what yeah no yeah they, you got yeah. angry you were not happy about that. yeah he was angry then he was vulnerable yeah. and yeah so it was uh yeah and i and i would say that you know he had a lot of passion that he wanted yeah. to fly, fly, do this, that it was personal to him. Mm-hmm. And I made a note in here, I said, I relate to a lot of these Paris emotions that feeling like, you know, in my life, I think I, as I grew up, we, uh, we moved around a lot. I didn't personally in my real life, I didn't have a lot of long-term friends as a child because we moved every other year. Mm-hmm. And I often felt because we were moving and I had to meet new kids and new friends and new schools and all that. I often felt that I had to prove something to people, mm. you know, to mm-hmm. fit in somewhere. Yeah. And so as I was listening to that scene, that sort of came back into my mind of there were a lot of qualities about Tom over the years that I related to. Um, but that one in particular, that scene where he's talking about, you know, I feel like I, I have to prove something. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can relate to that. And I felt like I was bringing a lot of personal connection to this episode as an actor i noticed that yeah so yeah that was that was one moment that yeah. scene at the end there's a tie-in to the to the pilot episode caretaker for me when she tells you the statistics behind um the chances of you having a brain hemorrhage she says two percent mm-hmm. and then you respond two percent and it's the same energy and same cadence and tone of voice that you had in the in the pilot when she's recruiting you to come on voyager and you're like, oh hell, I'm the best pilot you can have. Like that. That line was <laughs> I, the same when kind you of went, reading. It was the same thing, right? When you went two percent, I expected you to say right after two percent, I'm the best pilot you could have. Like that's exactly <laughs> like you did in the pilot. So that was like a trip back memory, trip down memory lane for me. Hearing you um, say that, it just reminded me of that. That's so funny. Much. Yeah. So Janeway agrees, go do it. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have a shot from the back of the Voyager. <laughs> Uh, of the Voyager, the back of the Voyager, the, as the shuttle exits out of, I think the note I said was, uh, we don't usually see the shuttles come out of the butt of the ship. That's where it always comes out of, Robbie. But we don't usually see a shot of it coming out that way. It looked like it was coming out of the butt. 
And then it sort of turned around and took off at warp. And then yeah. the Voyager took off at warp after. That's right. That's it was right. just a kind of shot I don't remember seeing often yeah. on, our, on our show. You yeah. know, sometimes you'd see the shuttle flying away from the Voyager, but you didn't mm -hmm. actually see the exit of the butt of the ship. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. My I mean, my note was that you were doing kind of that that hot dog hot dog piloting movie. <laughs> shot it around. You know, I saw that, yeah. but I, I it didn't really. But you're right. We don't typically see the shuttle um, coming out of the uh, shuttle hangar bay, right? So yeah. If you also, call, if you want to call the shuttle hangar bay, the I butt. call the butt of the. You ship. call it the butt. Yeah, yeah, you can call it that. But um, but uh, I would say that this is the first time we've named a shuttle. Am I right? It's a yes. shuttlecraft Cochrane. It's like we don't call shuttles names, no. right? No. This is because we usually crash so many and trash so many shuttles that we know they're we all very the generic names. yeah yeah you can't all right so warp Let's... 10 is achieved yes um i did feel like some of the warp 10 flying work i i wish the camera had been shaking more i felt yeah. like you you were watching me like you know watching tom paris sitting in a seat bouncing around but the ship didn't feel like it was shaking. no <laughs> there was something no. disconnected about the way the shot was filmed um often the camera is you know, we got that shake video of, as yeah. we talked about uh, early on in the series, teaching us how to shake when the ship is under attack and things. Mm -hmm. This felt like one of those moments the camera should have been shaking, the actor shaking, the lights mm -hmm. flashing, and it was a little underwhelming. Yeah, a um, little bit. Did Alex Singer, the director, did he direct you uh, the, to put that physicality into the breaking of the warp 10? Because you you sort of do this thing where you, you physically, you're there and you go, warp 9.9, .9, warp 10. And you kind of fall back into your seat a little like bit. There's like there's some... Like, like you, yeah, like there's some extra push of like turbo once you hit 10. Turbo. Did that, was that you or is that the director that said, okay, I don't Robbie, remember. I don't remember. fall back in. Okay. I mean, you know, like, like I do that as actors, often we come in there and the director will give us some things, but not a lot usually. Right. And then we'll do things. And the hope is that the director has some good ideas that I didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. I'll have some good ideas that the director didn't think of yeah. and together we'll make the best version but you always hope that somebody, the director or the cameraman or somebody is sort of protecting you going, ah, that looks goofy or ah, I yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't know if, if, if he said, you know, shake a little or, yeah. you know, right. sit back when you hit warp, break warp 10. I can't right. recall. Now you see when you disappear, you see how concerned I was. You see how concerned Kim was that you disappeared? Yeah. There was an actual acting there and concern yeah. over my best buddy disappearing. Yeah. Which yeah, obviously doesn't come into come play to later. Sick bay. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. It's like, that's it? Okay. All right. All right, man. You're turning into a lizard. I need to find a new best friend. See ya. Is what yeah. I did. I, I understand. <laughs> that was weird. All right. So Paris wakes up from his acid trip. Um, yeah. By the doctor yelling. <laughs> I, I loved it, by the way. Um, when he's like, uh, Captain goes, can you wake him? You know, very serious. Uh, yeah. Can you wake him? After and the doctor explains all the problems and she's like, wow, can you wake him? And he says, I don't see why not. And then there's a beat. Wake up, Lieutenant! That's <laughs> very funny. Uh, it was because we we're expecting he's going to use a hypo spray or something to bring you, you know, yeah. consciousness, but he doesn't. He just yeah. screams in your ear. <laughs> it was funny. 
There's some oh, funny stuff God. in that in the sick bay. There with was the doctor some, from the doctor some... and and Paris too. I think both yep. of them. Yep. Uh, wakes up there's from from his acid trip. Tr- you know, being part of everything in the universe. Uh, yeah. I I remember the description of that was really fun to play. It was very like I was I was everywhere and part of everything. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just having again, as an actor, given that kind of language that's very kind of theatrical and almost poetic in a way, yeah, was really fun to play. So it was fun to watch those scenes, see the comedy in there, see some of oh, the, yeah. the roller coaster that Paris was going through. Yeah. I love well, the, doctor, a- the doctor's <laughs> description after this passionate, you know, poetic description of, <laughs> you know, uh, almost spiritual connection to everything. And he goes, yeah. well, I'm glad you had some fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like you like, had a good time. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, oh my god. Alana does come in. It looks like she loves me. She comes to visit and see. So <laughs> she touched your leash. leg. I noticed yes. that. She touched your leg when you she was leaving. Yeah. I was like, I know. oh, is that the beginnings? That is, I think this is the beginnings, honestly. Yeah, I do too. Um Five billion gigaquads of information. Yeah, that's what we downloaded. What? The, how much is a gigaquad? Good lord. Um, there's a new blend of coffee called Paris Delight. Paris Delight. That just that's wrong. That's just that that name is wrong. I'm sorry. I think it's that so, to me, it's Robbie. So right. It's so that right. To, no that that to me sounds like you're working at a male bunny ranch, sort of like a, <laughs> a you know where prostitution is Would legal you like in parts a of Nevada. Paris Delight. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to choose the Paris Delight on the menu, please. I'll take the Paris Delight. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. Already. Um, I love yeah. that there's a new blend of coffee. That it seems like we've you know conquered something, and now we're going to analyze the data. Everything's going to be mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly in the mess hall, Paris starts gasping or yeah. falls over. And I got to say, the veins appeared awfully quickly. <laughs> like it went yeah, they- from, it went from, <laughs> oh, I'm on top of the table sitting up to, oh, I just fell on the floor and now I've got veins all over my neck and face. It just sort of happened off camera, yeah. which I have another scene later that happens off camera that I just feel, I was like, yeah. oh God. But anyway. Do you recall if those of uh, do you recall if those veins were um, CGI or was that makeup? It was makeup. That was definitely makeup. I really love that makeup because it was very horror movie. We carried that makeup into the into the sick bay. I remember there was some scheduling that we had to do there. I think the way we did it was um, we like started on my coverage on at the table, and then we went to Bellana's coverage so that they could start doing. And they may have even used a photo double. Because so putting on that makeup took a while, or we may mm. have gone away and come back. I can't recall. But those little things, as we're filming, if you think about the planning and logistics, we had to film all the coverage without veins. And then I had to go away for an hour and a half or whatever it took to put that makeup on. Get veins. Come back and pick up on the floor with that part of the yeah. scene. So there's a good chance we probably filmed the top part. I fell out of the frame. I do remember it being some logistics and then i went to get the makeup on and they probably mm-hmm. shot another scene in and between, then i yeah. came yeah and then i came yeah. back and we finished the scene on the floor with the with the makeup on yeah um, but it almost looks like they did something to your eyes did you get any contacts for that, that i remember a lot of red they would put um they would blow uh, menthol into my eyes oh so my eyes were very bloodshot they would sort of blow wow. through this plastic thing menthol 
that would ir that irritates the eyes and waters them up and makes them bloodshot. And then there was a lot of red eyeliner so that it looked very sick and horror movie. -like. Wow. That seems like something that they would do at a rave, but yeah. uh, they actually yeah. blew the menthol into your eyeballs yeah. to make them bloodshot. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Huh. Um, uh, <clears throat> I loved uh, Back in Sick Bay with the veins on yeah. my head. Yeah. Um, the Paris backstory, you know, there was a lot of rambling in that scene. It was a very long scene and Big a lot time. of him sort of being, you know, delusional and rambling about his childhood. And mm -hmm. I, I thought it was interesting, a lonely childhood. The fact yeah. that he lost his virginity at 17 came up in his rambling when his parents were out of town. That's um, huge. We now I, know I, when you lost your virginity. Yeah. That's big. I yeah. laughed out loud when... He, he exploded with the outburst of pepperoni pizza. Yeah. I'd kill. Well, no, you don't say pizza. pizza. You just yell pepperoni first. Pepperoni. pepperoni. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so random. And the doctor, I thought, uh, you know, the roller coaster and the delusional outbursts and the doctor's responses. I, I thought the scene was very funny. He wants a kiss from Kess. I made a note. Hasn't he learned yet? Kess and Neelix are a couple wired. Why are they throwing in another try to get Kess to kiss him? But he's delusional. I give him a, give him a pass. He is. You're missing an important part of that scene on the sick bay bed there. Go ahead. You're missing when you talk about how you cried a lot as a yeah. kid. And that how your father said crying is weakness, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because the, the minute that came up, it just reminded me of something that I saw on social media. Um, there was a writer who wrote a piece about um, how she always tries to tell her son that it's okay to cry, you know, because yeah. a lot of times you hear boys don't cry. And I, yeah. I was told that by my parents, you know, by yeah. my mother when I was young. And I remember arguing with her going, that's wrong, that's wrong. And the truth is, yeah, you should be able to cry as, as a male, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You shouldn't. And so this woman wrote a piece on um, how, how she's raised her son and she showed her son uh, the CNN host, uh, Van, uh, what's his name? Let's see. I think it's Van Johnson. Oh yeah. Van, Van when he was, um, I saw this piece. I saw, so you did I, see the piece then. Okay. I saw the, the Van, I can't think of his last name right now. Yeah. Van Johnson maybe, or I can't. I, that's what I thought it was. Um, anyway, but this was his, this was when he was getting all emotional and he started crying yeah. after the, the, uh, election results came in. Right. Yeah. So, um, and so that, so that to me was very timely just to watch that. And it reminded me of that and, and how we need to be very, very um, aware of what we say to our children in terms yeah. of, you know, their emotions and acknowledging their emotions and allowing them to have emotions. You know, well, I, th I think that Paris, Tom Paris as a character, what I love about him, and a lot of people say this is the transformation he went through from start mm -hmm. to finish that he really had the biggest character arc and the character growth of most, yeah. most of the characters. And right. um, because he came into the series kind of embodying a lot of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Over, you know, over-sexualized, um, lots of ego and bravado, bragging, um, isolation yeah. without friends, um, mm -hmm. unreliable. Mm -hmm. I mean, go down the list of, yep. of masculine qualities we might yeah. consider toxic masculinity right. and he was he embodied all of those things yeah so to see the growth in that character and the change um um 
I think is is really uh, was rewarding for me as an actor, you know. Yeah, and this is truly the transition point for Paris because now that he's gone to Warp Ten and he's been everywhere at once and he's seen himself outside of his body, yeah, you know, I and I think that you see the vestiges of the toxic masculinity in in even in this scene because you're like in the rambling, you're like lots of pretty girls crying, which is back to your like, hey, let me be the man, you know, yeah. the man's yeah. man, and let me let me romance as many of these women as I can, right? And you're saying yeah. lots of pretty girls crying, but but then you go like crying my father says it's a weakness but i don't trust anybody who doesn't cry and you talk about torres torres doesn't cry yeah. so it's almost like you're saying that you know you don't yeah. trust her but i do feel that this is definitely a transitional phase for paris to become more of a complete human being for sure this episode yeah i think that's very well put mm -hmm. i did remember in that scene uh as i was losing my ability to breathe um I don't know if you remember, but I had pretty bad asthma when we were doing Voyager the first few years. Um, what? I had, do you remember my inhaler? I used to use it. <laughs> you don't remember? No. Those? Oh, I would be down front. Wow. I'd, I'd use my, you don't remember when I was hospitalized for asthma and they had to change the schedule? Maybe you weren't aware of why they changed it. No. Yeah, Mary Howard, the what? producer came to the hospital to check on me, which I thought was lovely. I used to have very bad asthma in my twenties and, and early third and through my mid thirties. Wow. Um, and I had gone to the hospital a, a couple of times with asthma attacks that I could not control with my inhaler and things like oh, that. Goodness. So, okay. um, when I was doing that scene where I was losing the ability to breathe, I remember, you know, uh, imitating my most severe asthma attacks. And I remember ah. as I watched that, I remember listening to the way I was breathing and I remember when I was shooting the scenes, it's almost like my body, as I was acting the, you know, I can't breathe, my body started, I remember getting triggered. Oh, wow. Like I, you know, I started <laughs> having the anxiety and the tightness in my chest for real because I was, mm -hmm. I was mimicking my asthma attacks and yeah. my body just started going, oh, okay, let's do the asthma attack thing. Oh my gosh. So I, as I watched that scene, I remember going, oh, I remember that. And I had huh. my inhaler on set, but you know, I, I How did you it. overcome that? How did you overcome your asthma issues? Um, Cause you don't, don't have know. an inhaler now, right? No, I don't, I don't use it. I haven't used an inhaler since about 2014 is the last time I've really, so it's been about six years or so. Yeah. There's a it lot of, dissipated? a lot of mine was, um, a lot of mine was stress related, anxiety related, I think. Okay. Um, wow. And my life has gotten a lot calmer in the last five years or so. So uh, yes, it has. Wow. So, um, huh. I've taken, okay. I've started meditating more and all kinds of things, but uh, yeah, but yeah, that was uh, that, that asthma moment was, was a flashback for me. Mm -hmm. um, all right. What's next? Oh, uh, well, I was just going to say after Kess kisses you on the cheek, that's a nice moment because you did yeah. say last request, you wanted to kiss, but then you were dead when she kissed you. And then I fully expected Neelix to have an argument with her afterwards, <laughs> being jealous. And then she's like, she's looking at Neelix going, Neelix, he's dead. You cannot be jealous of a dead person. And I wanted her to have that scene, but that didn't happen. Um, I forgot that I died um, in yeah. rewatching this when I died. Yeah, I, I did like, too. Oh my God, I, I forgot I, that, that he died. Well, now you're the second series regular die. I die right. in season one in Emanations. And then right. you being my buddy die in the second season. So we're the first two to die on Voyager. If you look at yeah. it that way, I think when you reach back for your it. hair. Yeah, that's true. You, you reach back for your hair. I swear to God, I thought you were going to pull your ear off. I did <laughs> I too. Like, oh my I was God. like, what? I couldn't His remember. 
I was like, I is did, his ear going to come off? Oh, no, please. I don't. did remember my tongue came out eventually, which we saw that later. But yes, yes, uh, yes. But I thought the ear might come off too, which I wish yeah. I think would have been better. But, yeah. Uh, I have another question for you. On that yeah. graphic in the med, in sick bay, when the doctor looks on screen and he talks about you have two hearts now and it shows yeah. that little graphic of two hearts, did visual effects take a picture of you shirtless? Because that, yes. that is your torso. That is, yeah, yeah. That is you. That was a photo they, that then they added the, the right. so X ray parts. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they did take a picture of you there. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, Raphael Sabarge, our friend uh-huh. Raphael contacts the Kazon in the next scene. Yeah. Um, uh, the sick bay, um, scene with Janeway when she comes in, that's when they first do the, the effect where they have the little air bladders in your Yeah. They had head, tubes, right? that, tubes. Yeah, t- tubes that went down my legs and then they were right. sitting on the floor, like three feet away from me. Literally, they were going right, blowing these blowing bladder it. balloons, mm-hmm. and so all I could hear inside of the rubber, I could barely hear the actors. I looked at their lips moving. Yeah, what I heard was like that's that's what I was hearing so loud <laughs> in my head, and I couldn't hear the other actors' lines. So yeah. I would I would watch their lips move, and then and then I think I may have looped or ADR'd all of that. I don't think yeah. I, I, I may have uh, looped or re-recorded the audio for a lot of this episode with the makeup. Right. Because well, because I, I knew that you had the bladders, you talked about this before, yeah. I was looking for it. But if you're not looking for it, it's that movement subtle. is almost imperceptible, really, yeah. you know, because of, yeah, it's very subtle. So yeah. you, you almost have to stare at it a little bit more. And I wish that maybe there would be a, there w- would have been a different way of filming that, that a different angle or something that would have shown it more. It I, I don't know. The experience of hearing it, it was very loud, but you're right. When I looked at it this time, I was like, wow, that's not as big as it sounded when I was right. inside of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think kids actually flipped out while watching Voyager in that scene where your tongue comes out? Because I almost feel like that's like so a horror, horror movie. movie. It's yeah. like that that pro- if I was seven years old watching your tongue being pulled out of your mouth by yourself, I would have probably thought, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that might have been a PG thirteen moment for sure, right? That tongue was made of silicone. Okay, but then they put some other like jelly in my mouth, red like Jello so that it looked like it was sort of just collapsing or falling apart. Oh. So I did have some red jello and I had the, that, that silicone tongue, rubber tongue. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get in my mouth. It was, um, right. It was a lot of, a lot of stuff for that tongue coming out. Yeah. And then every scene <laughs> after that, where you were talking, you have no oh, tongue. So then you, to, right. Did you fold curl- it back? Yeah, that's what you did. You did fold it back, and then when you fold it back, you don't use your tongue when you're folding it back. I guess. Right, right? kind of use your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they would, and they would give me some black. Try it. Hmm? They would give me some black ink to like mouthwash to to mouthwash right before we filmed, so it looked like the inside of my mouth was all black, so you couldn't really see. Oh, so they tongue. hid your tongue by giving you black ink. Okay. Yeah, black inky kind of mouthwash. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Big jump to the next level. He's, I, this is the part that I really, I just loved playing the monster, like the, the Quasimodo, <laughs> the, the hunchback of Notre Dame, like yeah. all of those, you know, poor monsters that are, you know, it's, yeah. it's Frankenstein. It's all of that classic, yeah. that classic archetype of 
the poor monster that no one knows what, you know, that they're afraid yeah. of or scared of or lock up. And yeah. it's like, just set me free. That's um, it. By the way, when he does, when he does uh, break out and he's in, in engineering, I was so disappointed that his takeover that happens in engineering all happens on a view screen with a couple of uh, phaser shots going through the air and you hear all this noise. I'm like, are you kidding me? I had forgotten about that, but I was like, are you kidding me? Like the monster gets set free and we play it all on an, on a little like fake computer screen and some sound and we don't see any of it. I'm like, you should have at least shot like, him doing something like he like he's got extra yeah. physical strength or he you know i don't i don't I, know i i thought it was really creative though just to see it on the view screen on, on that little monitor I, I understand that you're disappointed with it but my first thought was geez nobody is a good shot at all like no. literally if they're if they're right next to you how do you miss with yes. that phaser are, are you a stormtrooper are you specifically because you know in star wars stormtroopers always miss they can't aim very well so yeah. i kept thinking what's going on here no one is able to aim a phaser which it was i just thought it was silly i was yeah. like really what a cop out like we should have a big action moment where yes. they're trying to get the monster and oh, uh yeah. And we didn't have any of that. I was yeah. I was very and, disappointed in that. You know, it could have been comedic. You could have taken your tongue and thrown it at them, sure. you know, or something like that. Yeah. There could have been so many things they could have done with that. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to your uh, abduction of Janeway? Yes. <laughs> so uh, when we when that happens, I'm going, wow, Paris chest bumped Janeway. I know. <laughs> and then Megan, Megan said, she said, he just boob checked her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you boob checked. Yeah, Tom Paris played like, hockey a lot. He he would boob check. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she manages to fire her phaser, um, which trigger internal sensors, uh, but those internal sensors are, are malfunctioning due to mm -hmm. the power failure. Yeah. So they can't locate, you know, because yeah. that was the other thing. I was like, why can't they just, like, how does he get the captain, get to a shuttle, take off like how does he escape obviously you know whatever happened in engineering that we didn't film was really important for his escape yeah and we didn't film it so no. i don't know i yeah. found that to be yeah. a little confusing yeah a, a bit of leap of faith that he could get her off the ship so easily they sort of skipped over all of that stuff right right and when you lay her down in the shuttle what is all that strange equipment in the back there i don't know was that something maybe the the some type of dilithium converter? Wait, but did you notice there was some weird stuff that when you lay? Oh her yeah, down, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of cases like, and yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't know. It's like futuristic, you know, optometrist equipment or yeah. um, maybe some type of dental type of equipment is what it looked maybe. like. I don't know what it was. No. Maybe it was some replicators so they could live for a while. Or maybe maybe. Um, yeah, he, he, I do remember um, picking up Kate Mulgrew and and having to lift her, um, and that's not an easy. I'm I'm not saying Kate's hard to lift or any particular person's hard to lift. It's just hard. It always sounds easy until you're the one having to do it, 
having to lift another person and do it safely yeah. and do it over and over because we'd never do one take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I noticed that, you know, lifting Kate and having to be careful yeah. with her and probably doing multiple oh, yeah. takes and setting her down. Yeah. Um, it's awkward. It's just like uh, yeah. the episode 37s when I had to, they told me, okay, uh, Garrett, you're going to be, you're going to be dragging David Graff's character yeah. to safety. And I remember trying to, trying to pull this six foot four, you know, 270 pound man. And it was yep. like, Oh my God, I can't even budge him. So yeah. So that is always awkward. For yep. sure. All right. So they, they take off and Voyager loses track of them because they, he goes, breaks the, the, uh, warp 10 threshold again, mm-hmm. gets them out of there. And um, I did notice just as they're going to, to warp, breaking the warp 10 threshold on Janeway's face, you yeah. see the lights getting brighter yep. and you see a wonderful, like you see that she's having the same experience that. Yeah. 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 You see in her face, this kind of wonder. Um, this, yeah. It like takes her breath away just as, mm-hmm. as she fades away there. Mm-hmm. Um Yep. Obviously, let's just jump to they track them down a month later, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> they beam in on this planet, this jungle planet, and they come over. Yeah. And there's Janeway and Paris. I don't know which was which. Um, it does, uh, you know, if if this is human evolution, if yeah. this is like where <laughs> evolution has taken human beings, it seems it's full backwards. circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's full circle, it's backwards. I don't know. It's uh, and then I think, as you said this before, like if we just didn't have the shot of the babies, if we yeah. just left <laughs> that part out of the story and just let yeah. them evolve to these lizards that we had to go rescue and convert <laughs> yeah. back, it probably would not have been better. But it's it's having the babies, and then by the way, Chakotay says in his log, he goes, "We decided to leave the uh, the infants or whatever." What I forget how I put it. We decided to leave the children. Right. What? Why? Yeah. I know. Like, I, I know. Because if they're going to, if the doctor uses the technology in the med, uh, in sick bay to transform you and Kate back into human, he could have used that same technology to transport the children back into humans yes. too. Right. Uh, yeah. I think that would have. Yeah. Um, I will say that when they popped out of that little Kate, that little hole in the ground, the kids, yeah. they look like baby hippos. To me, yeah, a little hippos, a little bit. yeah, a little did. hippopotamuses. <laughs> I think there is a, a an action figure though of Paris as the mutated alien. There is, and there's a couple of little salamander babies in the in the packaging. Yeah. Like you get you get Paris in his in his PJs with his lizard look, <laughs> and you get the little babies. Uh, do you get one baby, two baby, three baby? What do you get? Do you get all three? I feel like there was two or three. I can't remember yeah. in the toy. Yeah, um, I feel like it should have been a set of. Paris and Janeway. Right. We never really see Janeway in the makeup. So, huh. yeah. So Tom Jr., little Katie, little Katie, and Katie Jr. And who's the third one? What are you going to call him? Uh, Zephram. I'm no. I'm going to call you him know what? Harry. I, Harry. Jr. I, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to. I'm going to take Tom and Catherine, and just do a hybrid name. So that last baby is Tatherine. Catherine, okay. Or calm, or calm. Calm is I like calm better. You like calm, or but what, I like or, that you're gonna name him Harry. You're gonna name yeah. him after me, your buddy. Okay, my buddy. All right. Um, all right. It. We come back. We have the awkward, awkward after sex talk. Uh, Janeway <laughs> says, you know, often uh, in some species, uh, the female initiates sex. 
which was sounds like a flirtation to me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, right. I, I love the line when Paris says, you know what? It was incredible, but somehow it doesn't mean as much as I thought it would. And I was mm. looking, I was just looking for a quick fix. I thought that yeah. said a lot to me about what, where his head was at and what he learned. Um, mm. Talking about breaking barriers and all those things. So uh, yeah. yeah, there, there we are. A nice, uh, a nice conversation with uh, Janeway and Paris to end the episode. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. There we go. Very special episode, Threshold. Which, what's your theme? My theme, I wrote down here my theme, is that self-worth shouldn't come from proving yourself to others. That was the theme that I, I that was my takeaway. It's like, I think what Tom learned is his self-worth can't come from the outside, can't come from achievement, can't come from breaking, you know, doing piloting things. It's got to come inside. Um and that the real barriers that we have to break are internal barriers within ourselves. That, that was my theme. Huh? What about you? I think mine's just never break the trans warp threshold, threshold. ever. <laughs> 9.9 is fine. It's fast enough. <laughs> it's fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, the bigger, the bigger theme, I mean, if you're talking about just extrapolating from that, what I just said would probably be moderate, uh, moderation is key, (laughs) right? No excessive behavior. That's going to lead you down the path of, of, of what you don't want to go down. You don't want to go down that path. So we see what happens. You turn Mm -hmm. into a salamander. That's right. (laughs) Um, all right. So uh, before we, uh, kind of sign off. We want to say a couple of things to everybody out there. First of all, uh, to our patrons, our Patreon patrons, we have a very special guest coming up in our bonus segment after, after this, uh, we have the mother of my children, the love of my salamander life. Kate Mulgrew (laughs) will be joining us to give her thoughts on threshold as she talks about raising salamander children with Robbie McNeil. That's right. <laughs> She's going to give you the mothering tips from a salamander mom. Very excited. To, we haven't had Kate on the show yet. She's yeah. going to join us for just a little short, some sh- short talk about some of her memories of that episode. I could not let threshold go by without involving her. So for our uh, patrons, uh, that'll be, uh, you know, coming up right after this on our bonus material. But I'm so excited Kate is uh, is going to give us her thoughts. The other thing uh, I wanted to mention is we've got a contest coming up. And so, yeah, we have a contest. So Woo-hoo! Rebecca has created a limited edition. There are really only five of these mugs available. They're Christmas mugs with all of our kind of caricatures, the Star Trek Voyager cast caricatures in Christmas, uh, bad Christmas sweaters and things. There are five mugs made ever. Uh, I've got one. Limited edition. Limited edition. I've got one of those mugs. Garrett's got one of those mugs. And the other three um, are going to be given away in contests. Mm -hmm. And uh, those contests were open for submissions now. This is a true collector's edition mug right here for all you collectors out there. Um, yeah. There are only five made. Two, one belongs to Robbie, one belongs to me, and the other three are up for grabs. And just so you guys know, our email is the Delta Flyers at Gmail. 
gmail.com. Yes. The Delta Flyers. So the Delta Flyers at gmail.com. If you want any information on that, email us about it and um, mm -hmm. and uh, enter the contest. Look for it on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook pages. But the contests are going to be a lot of fun. We've got three mugs to give mm -hmm. away, and uh, we'll be doing some more contests down the road. So. Yeah. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us during our recap of Threshold. And stay tuned next week when we recap the episode Meld. I like that name. Meld. Meld. That's the Tuvok yeah. episode. Big it is a Tuvok, Tuvok episode. I'm yes. excited for that one, too. We got some good yes. episodes lately. Uh, we have. We have. See you then. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.